the college basketball experience conference realignment and summer check-in episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already play fantasy and sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and uh, sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And get this we just relaunched our merch store where you can get all of our favorite SGPN gear. So just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And then what you want to do after that is do a little thing called Let It Ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience conference realignment and summer check-in. We're in the middle of banging out college football episodes. We've done uh we're in the middle of a 131 team preview series. We're going to do a solo podcast for each and every team. We're already I'm telling you, we're already in the thick of that. But well, look, look, we always have time for college basketball, and that is why uh hopefully you're tuning in. You are joined. I mean, well, I guess I should introduce myself. If you're wondering who the hell I am, you're saying, "Hey, this guy's a, a bozo." That is true, but give it up for myself, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. Oh, 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 it's July in college basketball. Well. Much like college football, all offseason has been batshit crazy with the transfer portal, coaching hires, legends uh, p- perhaps departing, um, maybe legends arriving as well, and maybe this is one of them. Give it up for the college basketball DFS god himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former. Former Herndon Basketball League MVP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? Good round. You're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round. You're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. <laughs> Bobby Knight saying it is a Preach. real fucking great thing to have an appetite, and we have an appetite just for you with college basketball. So make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience and the college football experience and the college baseball experience. But. Uh, I mean, we have a lot to, to, to unpack here. I mean, we last came to you on June 6th, so this is a month later and man, a month. <laughs> wow. A lot can happen in a month, huh? Yeah. And by the way, we're going to try to break this off weekly now for you. Um, so tune in, uh, subscribe, tell a friend, 
we talk college basketball year round here, much like we do with college football. All and the, the reason co- why we yeah. had, we had to do one today was that everybody is talking about the changes to college football, which is obvious. I mean, you know, they're the ones who are responsible for these changes. Hardly anybody's talking about the changes that it also brings to college basketball. Yeah, um, and, and I think what NC Nick's alluding to here is the well, we know USC and UCLA that is uh, official now that they are joining the Big Ten starting in 2024. Much like we're seeing uh, Texas and Oklahoma, which at the moment is going to be 2025 for the SEC, but I I think there's probably a strong chance that ends up being 24 as well. Agreed. Um, all that change happened, and now you kind of have on the ropes the the Pac-12 and the ACC very much on the ropes of even of of existence, and sure. and the, even the Big Twelve, a lot of different things can be happening. I, I think there could be a trickle down effect all the way to potentially the WCC or, or uh, uh, I think most certainly probably the mountain West might get affected you, by this. You name it. Everybody could be affected by it. everybody will be affected by it. Eventually. We don't know if that's going to be in 2024 or maybe a few years later down the road, but pretty much, you know, at least uh, obviously college basketball D one is larger than college football. So some of those small conferences. Yeah. I mean, they might not have much impact, but every major conference will be impacted. And also probably most of the second tier conferences. Yeah. And, and it makes you wonder, uh, I mean, I, I got really upset with the news just because, I mean, look, I know some good will come out of it because, Hey, you know, you will have new rivalries eventually, but I do think you are going to have uh, you know, there's a chance we might not have Duke Carolina from, uh, from certain things that I've read. Now I, I still want to believe that that won't happen, but I mean, you're talking about the best rivalry. Yeah. I, I've made this argument on the, on this show the past couple of years. I think it's the best rivalry in sports in America is Duke Carolina basketball and, and potentially throwing that by the wayside. If, if North Carolina ends up in the big 10 or the, the sec, right. perhaps that's fucking terrible. And then even the fact I even like the NC state, like the, let, let's talk about that. Cause you have the, I mean, what does this mean for potentially tobacco road? And like if wake forest is an independent and, and NC state is in the AAC and uh, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like all four of those schools could be gone. Uh, they could each go their separate ways. And, and really, I mean, UNC is the ACC, you know, uh, most of the commissioners, you know, went to UNC. Swafford was a UNC guy. Uh, I mean, especially when you think basketball, you know, you th- always think Dean Smith, UNC. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, Duke as well. I'm a big Duke fan, but UNC's track record it goes longer back than Duke's, basically. So, an ACC without UNC is hard to fathom, uh, especially on the hardwoods. Uh, I guess it could make sense in football because, you know, granted, nobody really cares that much about Tar Heel football. Uh, I, I mean, I, I still like it though, but I mean like, yeah, yeah. But basketball is really, I mean, the ACC is it's still primarily a basketball conference and maybe that's what its problem has been is that uh, other than Clemson, nobody else has really stepped up in football recently. And it's, it's, I mean, it's just, once again, I mean, uh, we've argued this in the office here. I've, I've never seen conference expansion really work out as far as like 
for these forced rivalry stuff like that. And I, if you look back, I mean, Maryland and Duke used to be a fantastic rivalry. I even liked Maryland, Virginia. Sure. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, Syracuse used to be in the big East, you know, Syracuse, Yukon used to be must watch every fucking time or Syracuse, Georgetown in the eighties. Um, and you, you kind of uh, lose all of this. Uh, well, I think if you're talking college football, you can see some, some, some positives that could come out of this realignment. You could see a larger playoff. You could see two separate playoffs with, you know, a, a power five or the top 50, 60 teams and the lower half of FBS. That is, that would be a good thing. If you have two like large playoffs that come out of it. Okay. You can start talking yourself into that. I don't see the advantage on college basketball whatsoever. I think uh, this is, this could has a potential to be very detrimental to college basketball. They don't need an expanded playoffs. They already have the greatest sporting event in the world. If you ask me, uh, you know, which is the NCAA tournament. So I don't see any good. Uh, other I thought you were talking about the uh, Maui invitational. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Ain't nothing wrong with the Maui yeah. invitational, but <laughs> I, I don't see any good. I mean, the, all it can do is, is break up, uh, you know, really good rivalries. Uh, now, as far as if you're looking at conferences, that could be interesting because a conference like the big 12, who's already been very good at basketball recently, they could be even better. And with the, even with losing Texas and, and Oklahoma, which are solid basketball programs, but not, you know, the cream of the crop. Well, I mean, that's something we, sh- we can certainly talk about. I mean, as we, I guess we'll go conference by conference here, but the new big 12, if so, there was articles, I think Dennis Dodd was reporting that, uh, Potentially eight teams from the Pac-12, Pac. I'm sorry, the Pac-10. After USC and UCLA left for the Big Ten, uh, and and shout out to uh, shout out to Joe Hackney in the chat saying the Big Thirty Eight. Here we go. <laughs> hey, well Our that is <laughs> that is part of this uh, uh, equation, I should say. Uh, with with the Big Twelve, you know, if they add, so let's obviously we know for sure. This is already a done deal that BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston will be joining the Big 12 uh this next summer at this time. Um and while they might not be blue uh blue uh, college basketball blue bloods, Houston has been, you know, like a top 10 team for at least 5 years now or so. Yeah, they played in the went, national championship in 83. That that's that's and true. 84, you know? I think. I think in 84 <laughs> or I think 2 years in the 80s they played in the the national championship lost Back both. To the, the, yeah. the Clyde Drexler five slam and jamma days. Uh, but you know, Cincinnati's always had a good basketball program. Uh, BYU is pretty solid too. And UCF has been kind of up and down, but you know, they, they almost beat Duke in the NCAA tournament a few years ago with uh, Johnny Dawkins leading the, the very golden Knights with his so, son. Uh, his son was on that team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's uh, four good basketball programs, obviously highlighted by Houston, but the crown jewel will be as far as basketball goes, will be Arizona. Where does Arizona and, go? And I mean, that, well, that's what Dennis Dodd's article was saying is that big 10 has shown no interest right now to Arizona, Washington. I'm sorry, not Arizona, Oregon and Washington. Yeah. So uh, they, they, he was saying that he thinks that uh, you could, you would probably see uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona state and Oregon and Washington. I think that's everyone. Uh, in the Big Twelve, which makes a lot of sense because I also think you're probably not going to get an announcement any 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 time like in the next 24 or 48 hours or something, right? Because I think they want to they're going to stay pat to hear the TV contract possibilities for the Pac-12, but I don't think it will be as good as the Big Twelve. 
So I think they will eventually be in the Big Twelve. I know Oregon, though Phil Knight, uh, head of Nike and everything, Oregon and Washington might wait for uh, to see how the Big Ten reacts. I've also heard that there could be a, a potential ACC. Uh, you know, I don't know if the ACC would take over those teams, or there could be some kind of joint partnership between the PAC 12 schools who've remained and the ACC. I mean, who knows everybody right now on Twitter has sources saying something different. And I saw Virginia the to the SEC. Each other. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, no, nobody knows, uh, but it'll shake out here eventually. But I mean, if the big 12 could get Arizona, yeah. I mean, you know, and Colorado, Oregon. Utah, and Oregon, Oregon's yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're not Arizona yet. Still, they're real. I mean, they've been to the Final Four a couple times, I think, over yeah. the past. You know, like they're still a really good program. Dana Altman's right. had success with them, um, but you're you're starting to look like they might be the best conference as far as college basketball goes in the country. Well, and I mean, I like the fact that look, I know Utah hasn't been great since Rick Majerus left, but I like that BYU Utah rivalry heating up some in the same conference again. You know, we haven't sure. seen that sure. in a while since they were in the Mountain West. Um, yeah, you're right though. And, and that's just crazy. But I, there are theories of what the PAC 12 could do, you know, does the pack like, I guess, what is the, that is the, the question, I guess, what does the PAC 12 and ACC do? There's things saying that the, the PAC 12 could maybe reach for Gonzaga and just in college basketball. We know, we know BYU is leaving the WCC for the big 12 uh, next yeah. July. Right. Wh- what uh, could the PAC 12 add Gonzaga? And if they could retain Oregon and Arizona and add in a couple mountain West schools, San Diego state has a great basketball pro- and football yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, the UNLV would be uh, appealing from a market standpoint. They also have a national championship in the past 30 years or 31 years, whatever you want to say. Um, uh, and then, you know, I've heard rumblings about Boise state, you know, Utah state, Colorado state. Those are all pretty solid basketball programs. If anything, UNLV is probably the worst of those right now, but they have the richest history. Um, right. So uh, first, I guess, do you think the PAC 12 is going to make it through this? Cause I kind of don't, I think they need to be super aggressive. If they're going to do it, they better be adding these mountain West teams now. Cause even if the, the Colorado's and Arizona's get plucked just to be sustainable. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then what, what are you, you're basically the mountain West, you know, and why would mountain West teams jump ship from a stable conference to the PAC 12? Well, uh, I, I can tell you why, because they're under the illusion that, uh, that like, so let's say they grab San Diego state and UNLV and maybe for a year or two, because Notre Dame doesn't have to rush into a decision. Of course not. So I, with Oregon and, and Notre Washington, Dame can, yeah. Notre Dame can still stay independent. They they can. I mean, people are all saying it's a foregone conclusion that they're going. I've heard both ways, Big Ten or SEC. Not necessarily. Well, that's what I mean. And with if Oregon and Washington are going to wait that out, yeah, because the the money would be similar with their TV deal. Why why just rush to it? Uh, and then, so my point would be is that if you go quickly and raid the Mountain West. That might give you some some something sustainable once you know these other schools get raided. You would still have Washington State and Oregon State in there. You might be able to convince you know some other schools. I don't know, but uh, what about the ACC? I mean, I mean, let's let's try to just talk five years from now. Do (laughs) we think the Pac-12 and ACC will exist? I I I think at least one of them will exist in some form or fashion. 
they're probably going to look a lot different. Uh, who knows? I mean, we can all speculate. N- the th- bottom line is nobody knows. And I don't care if you're, you know, saying sources on Twitter, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, I was tr- thinking of something. I was like, so w- I mean, if, if the ACC does dissolve teams like Duke or wake forest, you know, what do they do? I mean, could Syracuse. they potentially, yeah. yeah, Syracuse too. I mean, could we yeah. see something where like their independence for football that, and they join the big East for basketball. I, well, I mean, that I, would be awesome. Syracuse I mean, most certainly I think would do yeah. that. Can you imagine Duke and wake forest in the big East? I mean, it sounds crazy. Like I, first off, I don't want to see the ACC disband, but if it does, that could be pretty cool to have them up in the big East. And then the big East would become a monster basketball conference. I would I mean, love they're already yeah. very good. I would love to see it rather than them join. Cause I've heard that Carolina with their ties, I've heard speculation that Carolina might only like want to join a conference with almost like how USC brought UCLA. Yeah. If Carolina brought Duke with them, which I think then the sec probably wouldn't be as interested, but the big 10 would, I, I still don't, I don't really like the fact of the Carolina schools in the big 10. I think the big no, East is much more appealing to me. Um, the only problem is obviously big East is basketball only. So you got to do something with the other sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. And uh, by the way, hop in the chat folks. You can, you can uh, any questions with, regarding the state of college sports, especially college no. basketball. Yeah. I don't like Duke and UNC in the big 10. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I think that might be inevitable, but um, we'll see. Yeah, man. And, and you know, Duke may be attractive because obviously their basketball brings a lot and the, 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 the revenue from Duke UNC basketball games, while it's not anywhere near as, as big as football revenue, it still moves a needle a little bit. Uh, and if you can keep that, that money in one conference and not have to split it, if it's an out of conference game, yeah, and, that has value. And also I still think some of these conferences, they need like easy wins. Yeah. And especially in, in football, you know, so they might be willing to take on somebody like Duke or something. Well, I'll like, say that if they join the big 10 and, and assuming Virginia goes as well, which who knows, but it would be great to see Maryland, Virginia and Maryland Duke again. I, I yeah. don't know that it would ever be the same, but at least you would have yeah. that. But obviously, you know, you'd probably lose Duke wake forest, Duke NC state, which I enjoy. Um, and, and then, I mean, that's another thing we didn't talk about. UCLA, Arizona has been like one of the best West Coast yeah. rivalries over the Definitely. past forty years of college basketball. Uh, that sucks. That sucks because right. even if they add, there's talk that the Big Ten could add Stanford and Cal or Oregon and Washington. Those aren't basketball rivalries, really, with UCLA. It's more so and, Arizona. So, and even if they make an effort to play once a year out of conference, it's not the same thing. It's yeah. not twice a year with the with the potential of also meeting in the conference tournament in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, so if, if tobacco road basketball gets broken up, I will be heartbroken. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone when, when that it comes loves, to college football, yeah. when it comes to college football, you, you were more torn up about this than me. I was like, okay, well I can see how, you know, there could be some benefits, but if, if tobacco road and college basketball and, and the, you know, the sport I love where I live is completely torn apart, uh, that's just going to be a travesty. No, that exactly. I mean, look, I, I, I don't like the two team playoff thing that you like with football. I think that's, I, don't, I think that's terrible too, but not, uh, not two team playoff, but two separate playoffs. Yeah. Two separate playoffs between tiers within the FBS, yeah. I think is fucking idiotic. And I think college football would once again, be selling themselves short. Um, but yes, getting rid of the tradition that uh, we've had with tobacco road and, and just the whole Atlantic coast conference, the, the reality it's, it's, 
been the best college basketball conference without a doubt. I would say maybe maybe someone could argue Big East, but I, I would say ACC. Um, the last uh, fifty years, yeah, and, and it's overall, like not every year, you know, some some years other conferences are, are better, but overall, last fifty years, ACC has been the best conference in college basketball. Not, even from not even looking at the wins and losses, just look at at the legends that have came out from Coach yeah. K to Dean Smith to Jimmy Valvano to Tony Bennett. Uh, you, you can go, and I'm Gary Williams. You go on and on and on about some of these coaching legends that have all been a part of that. Um, it, it'd be terrible to fucking lose. Joe Hackney in the chat saying, "NC Nick, as a Duke fan, if the Duke UNC rivalry was taken away, how would you react, and how do you think fans would react?" Well, here's the thing: I think they would schedule in the regular season an out of conference game, but that doesn't hold the same value. Right. Right. Uh, so I think I kind of question. I mean, I, 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 I think we would march to uh, the NCA doors and and burn it down. No, I'm joking because it's not the NCA's fault. Uh, no, it's, it would be, it would be awful. Yeah. I also, I mean, you say? <laughs> it, it'd be another one of these catastrophic losses. I mean, much yeah. like Arizona UCLA, I mean, you're taking, I don't know where you would chart Arizona UCLA on the, on the college basketball rivalry front, but I would imagine it'd be top 10. I right? think so. Now, I mean, yeah. granted I'm a, I'm an East coast bias guy, but yeah, I think that's a top 10 rivalry. Sure. So you, you would take the number one, the clear cut number one, and the number and and I don't know number five six seven, whatever you want to uh, two top ten rivalries, just tarnished, fucking terrible for the sport, terrible yeah. for and the sport. What's the that? other thing people haven't been talking about is college basketball is different than college football. College basketball typically you play twice a week. If you have long travel, that's just going to be like I don't want to hear the term student athletes anymore. Because yeah. really, I mean, you're sending these guys from Southern California to the East Coast and back. I mean, their schedules are going to be, be just, just crazy. If you're trying to get two games in a week and you know, I, I got right now the pac 12, like they'll go on like the Arizona trip and, yeah. and face both Arizona schools and then yeah. they'll do the Pacific Northwest trip. I guess they're going to try to do something like that, but uh, don't even call them student athletes anymore because you're sending these kids all over the freaking country back and forth so much. Uh, and also I think, you know, obviously home court, uh, advantage is huge in college basketball. It could even even be bigger if we're talking about you know longer travel oh, time, for long, sure. longer travel distances. And, and, and that's not only the Big Ten. I think that's the SEC, but also the Big Twelve. If you grab an Oregon, yeah. if your kids are going from Eugene, which is in the middle of fucking nowhere, and then right. you got to go to Portland and fly from Portland to to Orlando to take on UCF. Yeah, uh, it, I mean this is gonna. It's it's not all good. Here's another thing uh, before we dive into other other topics, but I w- the strength of scheduling then like take Gonzaga. This is why maybe the Gonzaga would want to consider or how about this Gonzaga? Bring back your football program. You had a good football program. What the fuck? Why did you ditch did it? They? But um they did back in the day. But really? um what like okay, so with these two super conferences and potentially Big 12 being a super conference in basketball, uh, the big 38, I'm sorry. Uh, you would then have, you would have a lot of teams with losses uh, with a lot of losses. What does that do for the NCAA tournament? I was making this case in the studio here. I was like, you're going to have like a, you're going to have like a 14 and 18 Indiana Hoosier team, or I don't know, or, or a Kansas state wildcat team. I don't, I don't know. Uh, making the NCAA tournament because their strength, of schedule will be so much greater 
than uh, San Francisco. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Dons will go th- twenty-eight and four, and they might not even get in the NCAA tournament with this. New, the, the, uh, that's that has got to have a role in this thing. Uh, you know, from a football standpoint, obviously the strength of the schedule, but also basketball. If 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 these conferences are playing that, and they want you to ha- play more conference games, right. well, that means less strength of schedule opportunities for the small guys. Uh, well, for, you know, I, mean, I guess it depends on how many uh, conference games you're going to have. If your conference is 18 deep or 20 deep or something, you're only going to play a, a team once that that year. I mean, so the, the the whole round robin is almost gone now. I think the Big 12 was the only one still doing the round robin where you, every year you play a team twice, home and away. No, no, no. Pac-12 well, was doing it too. Pac-12 was too. Yeah. Okay. Pac-12 so, I mean, was that, doing it too. Yeah. That, that's beautiful. I mean, that's great. That's that's what the ACC used to do before they expanded. But if you get up there to where you know your you have your conference is eighteen or twenty deep, you're not going to be able to have a chance to play rivals twice. You know, there's not going to be like a, a like a pod thing where you where you protect rivalries and have those twice a year and others just once. It is really just going to be you play everybody once, uh, and then it'll be interesting to see you know what kind of out of conference scheduling these teams do. They might go light. Yeah, that's some. I don't know that this is good for that. I mean, at least college basketball saves itself with there being sixty-eight teams in the tournament. But I would hate to see a selection Sunday where they're they're lobbying for. Hey, well, the Big Ten was so deep. There's yeah. North Carolina, Duke, uh, Virginia, Michigan State, Michigan, Illinois. Uh, you know, you got to put Indiana in at fourteen and eighteen. Uh, right. uh, San right. Francisco has only beaten Santa Clara. Uh, it's their only uh, tier three win. They're twenty eight and four. You know what I mean? I could totally see this shit happening right now, and it's like right. I, I think it's terrible for the sport. Um, but uh, we're gonna talk some more stuff, college basketball wise. We have a lot of news to get to, but uh, I gotta get us paid first. Uh, Want to tell you that the college basketball experience. Is brought to you by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy and Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to Sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. At sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It's free to download, and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. Uh, and right now we just relaunched our merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. So just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um all right, we're back. NC Nick, we're talking conference realignment. You know. We do this. We were talking about this on the college football experience. Once again, subscribe. But you know, we have a little darling in college football. You you could say with the the fun belt, Sun Belt, or or the Mountain West, if they don't get rated. Definitely. <laughs> uh, we love those conferences, and they we think they kind of symbolize what is college football. I think with college basketball, speaking of realignment, um. I think I might have a new favorite conference. I know we talked the Big East potential. You know, you love the Big East, but that's a major conference. The Atlantic Ten added Loyola Chicago on July first. The Ramblers are now in the A ten. I think I love this conference, and I think moving forward, if we're stuck with these gigantic fucking thirty eight team conferences, I might be. And I know the Atlantic Ten is more than ten, but 
Yeah, because uh, they've they've been adding on as well. They've been adding on, <laughs> but I just love what they're doing for as far as blueprint wise. And I I they need to get Wichita State. Wichita State needs to get out of the AAC. Yeah. Because I love the fact when when you when you got the A ten, you got, you know, George Mason, you got the, you know, UMass, you got uh St. Louis, you got uh, you know, all these I'm I'm forget uh, Davidson and Charlotte, which we'll talk about in a second, but uh, what do you make of the Ramblers in the Atlantic 10, buddy? Well, look, there's two sides of that coin. Cause you also, and I, I love the Missouri us, Valley. We yeah. love the Missouri Valley and it, it is a big blow for the Missouri Valley, but I think they're adding on Belmont. Is it? I think Belmont. And I want to say it was UIC. I think UIC, okay. I think is joining. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, obviously big blow for the Missouri Valley, but yeah, the a 10, I mean, it's, they've had, they've been playing really good basketball in the a 10 for a long time. And the addition of Loyola Chicago, I mean, it's, it seems like it's a wonderful fit. Uh, yeah, I mean, Davidson, VCU, Dayton, oh, Dayton. Richmond, How did I forget Dayton? Yeah, St. Bonaventure. Yeah, uh, and and the real, that's a great the, conference, dude. That is like the cool thing too is that they are expanding their footprint. Like the, the Lang Ten ha- always had a very northeast feel. Well, now you're getting a little bit more Midwest, you know, with Loyola Chicago and and St. Louis, but, and Dayton. But, but we just saw the Sun Belt expand in football, and we love yeah. that expansion. Sure. And I think Loyola is a. Pr- I mean, this is what's great about this conference for the most part is passionate fan bases. It's like they, yep. you go to a you watch a Davidson game, the stands are packed. You watch a Loyola Chicago game, even when they're in the Missouri Valley, games are packed. Right. Uh, Dayton Flyer, we went to a Dayton game. Awesome, awesome college experience vibe. VCU um, and Richmond, same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I went to a uh, Richmond game this past year, dude. They're the Sun Belt of, of college basketball. I like it. I think that's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're playing really good basketball. And like I was about to say, also, and now they have not just Northeast, but I said a little Midwestern and also a South or or I guess you know Mid Atlantic, if you will, with. Davidson, VCU, Richmond. So, uh, but they're picking and choosing which teams to bring in wisely. The only bad thing is that the bottom of the conference is is pretty bad. You know, like Duquesne, LaSalle. Hey, uh, LaSalle. Jones has had good years, but not lately. You know who LaSalle hired? Doug Overton. No, they should. No, no actually, Fran <laughs> Dumfrey, a Philadelphia fucking legend. That's right. So, that's watch right. out for the Explorers. There um, we go. In the chat, we got with college basketball having the NCAA tournament. Some other schools still get TV coverage. All teams have equal opportunity. College football screws himself with the fourteen playoff because of jabronis like Texas. Amen. Amen. Um, but I, I still wonder what college basketball. I, I just don't like the super conferences. You're not even a fucking conference at that point. Right. I mean, you're not going to play if you have a, honestly if you have a twenty four team conference. I, I think there'd be certain teams in your conference that you wouldn't play. Right. Yeah, I think right now. Teams play about twenty conference games. Uh, I think every every division is a little bit different. Uh, the ACC played twenty conference basketball games last year. Uh, if you look at it, um, I think everybody is either right around there. Twenty for the Big Ten, also. Uh, A ten only played eighteen. So I mean, it, it depends on the league. But yeah, there's no way you play more than twenty conference games. You wouldn't think. So therefore, if you don't play a team that year, I mean, come on. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Loyola and the A10, the Ramblers, obviously Porter Moser at Oklahoma, but uh, Valentine doing a great job there. I thought last year in year one. Um, how do you think they'll fare in the A10, Nick? Well, good. <laughs> I think they'll fare. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The, what they beat uh, Ohio State? No, no, they beat Illinois in the. Yeah, they the, lost uh, to Ohio State last year. 
That's right. Yeah. yeah. They beat Illinois, they beat the, Illinois year the year before, beat Georgia they've been Tech. Final Four. Yeah. Two uh, sweet sixteens. Yeah. They're in Chicago, which is a hotbed of of basketball. So I think Loyola Chicago is going to do fine. It, it looks like on the surface, just after one year, they made a very wise hire after Porter Moser left. So uh, I think, the, I think they're going to do just fine. I would, I would expect uh, continued success. Well, staying in the Atlantic 10, I think they'll be fine too. Uh, but staying in the Atlantic 10, man, oh man, Bob McKillop. <laughs> Bob McKillop, if you, you know, maybe you're not a huge college basketball fan, like, like me and Nick, and you're just tuning in, you're trying to get more, uh, more into the game. Well, you should know that Bob McKillop just retired from Davidson. And this guy is the epitome of a fucking legend. I think one of the most under 33 years, one of the most underrated coaches. And by the way, you forget he was an East Carolina pirate. All right. He was an East Carolina pirate, uh, not as a coach, but as a player. Um, so uh, you know, I just got to take a, just a quick second to uh, to honor uh, Bob McKillop. Bob McKillop was the eight-time SoCon Conference Championship. Oh, I'm sorry, not Conference Championship Coach of the Year. I need more coffee. Uh, two-time A10 Coach of the Year. They haven't been in the A10 that long. Uh, he, he took Davidson. I mean, he won 11 conference championships at, in the SoCon uh, in the regular season. He won seven more in the SoCon tournament, uh, 13 divisional titles, two A10 uh, regular season titles, an A10 tournament title. Uh, just an, uh, an absolute fucking legend, and and really has ties back to Davidson all the way back to 1978. Uh, and he's gone, and I can only chalk this one up, much like with Jay Wright. And I and I know I just heard Jay Wright on on uh, Rothstein's show saying that he will never coach again, uh, you know, it, it, outside of Villanova. So I, I guess he's leaving the potential for Villanova, perhaps to to go back to him. But it seems like he's never going to coach again. And do we chalk this one up to NIL and the transfer portal again? That's part of it. I mean, McKillop is also 71, so he's no, he's no spring chicken. I think, you know, everybody deserves a retirement and I hope to be retired long before I'm 71, but uh, no, it's just, I think it's more work. It's more of a grind. Now it's more of a hustle. It's more of a young man's game, I guess. Uh, So yeah, I think uh, it's another one of the old coaches bites the dust. There's going to be more. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Bayheim is next or uh, maybe even Izzo or something. Uh, college basketball, college sports with NIL and the transfer portal is a lot different than they used to be. And uh, some of these guys that might be uh, more up there in age, uh, you know what? They might just not have it in them anymore and you can't blame them, but hell of a career. I mean, he, when he started at Davidson, they were independent. Yeah. And and then, then he went to the big South, then the Southern conference and then the a 10, he hasn't had a losing season since, uh, 2000. Wow. That's yeah, 21 straight know, years of winning. Yeah. He kind of got put on the map, you know, when Steph Curry was there uh, and I've been to a game in Davidson, dude, I've been to like most of these a 10 schools. I think they might have to be my new uh, favorite college basketball conference, especially if the ACC goes away. Yeah. But, uh, his son's taking over. Those are huge shoes to fill. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that is, I mean, I think he was an assistant there, so it's not like he's coming in just cold Turkey. Matt McKillop is who we're referring to, but 
yeah, I mean, uh, it's a bummer in a way, but hopefully Matt can carry it on and he's got the same energy to go out there and actually, uh, you know, they, Davidson also wasn't a school that really took transfers. I mean, I know they had, yeah. I think, Foster Lawyer, but I mean, outside of that, they, they didn't really fuck around with the transfer portal. So I think McKillop might. There might be more to that of just like I feel like Coach K and all those guys were like, man, I, Jay Wright, I don't want to be doing this 365 days of the year. Do I got to talk? Blame him. Yeah, I got to. Oh, I got to. Tra- Where's my daily phone call to my point guard to to, to right. make sure he stays on my fucking roster? You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, so I don't know, but uh, another another legend gone in college basketball. Uh, but we do have a legend entering college basketball and. Uh, Man, Rod Strickland. Yes. <laughs> Rod Strickland uh played at DePaul. I mean, Rod Strickland was a, a very good NBA point guard. Me and NC Nick here got to see him won the Washington Bullets a lot. Uh in the uh in the nineties when uh who'd they trade for Rod Strickland? Mitch no. Was that Weber? Uh, Weber for Strickland? No, no, I don't know. No, it was no. Mitch Richmond for Weber. No, it was Harvey so Str- Grant. I think they traded Harvey Grant. The Spurs? No, the Blazers, I believe. I believe the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Rod Strickland, by the way. So this is what's interesting about Rod Strickland. He's Long Island's new head coach, and but he is from the Bronx. Uh New York City uh, basketball legend, Rod Strickland. Uh played at Oak Hill in in, in Virginia uh, high school wise. But I mean, this is a guy that played for the likes of uh Rick Patino. Played for uh you know who was a uh, Larry Brown p- uh, played for Rick Alderman. Uh, Alderman pl- played for who were the Bullets coach in '96? Jim Lynham, <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, play- Sounds about right. Yeah, played for. Uh, um, I'm, I'm assuming that's pa- yeah Pat Riley. He's got a, a a Jeff Van Gundy. He's got some 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 uh, some pedigree as far as coaching chops. He also spent time as an assistant down in Tampa at South Florida from 2014 to 2017. And he was also working with the university of a university of Memphis and Kentucky uh, with John Calipari. Now he wasn't a coach administrative role, which I I don't know what the fuck that means, but I mean, (laughs) uh, uh, but Long Island, Nick and uh, NC Nick, this is, this is Long Island. We saw them. They're coming up in football in the FCS. That's right. This, I'm looking at Derek Kellogg got fired. He didn't do a terrible job though. Derek, I'm looking at uh, what they did. And Derek Kellogg is the old UMass head coach. Yeah. Right? But look, this is his seasons 18 and 17 year one at long Island, 16 and 16, then a 15 and 18. And then during COVID they only played 18 games, nine and nine. Then yeah. last year, 16 and 14. I, I mean, you're so long. Very Island. average. Very average <laughs> I don't huh? think he was doing terrible, but no, um, well, well that 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 tells you that the program probably isn't in in awful shape. So maybe it can be a kind of a quick turnaround. So Rod Strickland's never been a head coach before, which is always a challenge. But he is from New York City, uh, so on the surface, I think the hire makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and and uh, this program, I mean, I get you know Jim Ferry who ended up going to Penn State, and I think now he's at uh, Florida Gulf Nord. Is that UMBC? Maybe I, I I'm trying to recall where he landed. But uh, he had this program winning a lot of games. You know, they went to the tournament three straight years, three straight years from 2010 to 2013. So maybe that's why they had some expectations. I mean, they had three 21 seasons there. 
and maybe that's that's the thing. I think they had four twenty-one seasons before they hired uh, Derek Kellogg. So perhaps Sleeping Giant, the Sharks of Long Island, and Rod Strickland. It'll be interesting to watch what he can do in the NEC. Um, all right, you're right. The good call. Jim Ferry is the current head coach of UMBC. That's what I after, thought. Uh, after a couple uh, Long Island uh, you know, trips to the uh, actually the second round of the NCAs, he went to Duquesne. Only coached Penn State one year. Now UMBC. So uh, good pull. Yeah, there we go. Is that the father to Danny Ferry or brother? I should say. Oh, uh, man, I'm talking out of my ass. But uh, anyway, I mean, interesting hire. Interesting to see that name. Another hire that happened. We that uh, you know, Rasheed Wallace left Memphis. He was an assistant with Penny Hardaway. He landed with the Los Angeles Lakers and Darvin Ham, and uh, and Penny re- went out and got Frank Haith, former <laughs> former <laughs> Tulsa Golden Hurricane head coach. But before uh, it, before he was Frank at Tulsa. Haith. He was at Missouri. I saw him uh, out here in Westwood take on UCLA when he had Missouri in the top ten, um, yeah. and uh, he was at Miami before that. He's, uh, he's a little bit of a checkered pass, but now that's he's, legal. Now that's legal. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit of a scumbag. I think he 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 skipped around quickly because I think he never wanted to be in one place for too long and and have stuff stuff you know catch up to him. We so, can't uh, even call him a interesting sc- hire. We can't even call him a scumbag because all these schools were paying. I mean, he, you he's watch just playing the game, right? Yeah, he's just playing yeah. the game. I get it. I like to me I can't I can't blame him. Miami right. was paying for, you know, all the shit, but it's like you look around it's like the Tarkanian statement. Um I think that'll probably be a good hire by Penny Hardaway cuz he can probably he brings in talent. Yeah, sure. Um, we're going to talk a little more. We're going to talk some transfer portal stuff. Uh, I wanted to ask you that before we get to the, before we get to the transfer portal stuff, the, if the WCC loses Gonzaga and you know, uh, I mean, do you think there's a chance Gonzaga could end up in the pac 12 just for basketball? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Just for basketball, dude, anything is on the table right now. Like uh, the pac 12. Sure. I mean, they're probably grasping at straws right now. Who knows what they're going to do? So is it possible? Sure. I'd be lying if I've, I don't have any sources Colby, uh, <laughs> but I guess it's possible. Sure. But it, it would seem a stretch right now for the PAC 12 to, to go after a basketball only school. If you ask me. Yeah. I, I know the WCC fans would be, if you're a fan of another school, Ar- already losing BYU, that, that would be a crusher. But I also think if you're a fan of like St. Mary's or San Francisco, you're like, oh, we're gonna be in the tournament every every year now. <laughs> or Santa Clara, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie, San Diego, Steve Lavin's brought in some yeah. nice nice transfers. Um, That's right. All right. Uh, look, uh, before we get to a couple other things going on this off season, I gotta get us paid one more time. I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by Dave. <laughs> no, not that shitty. Kevin Klein movie in the nineties. All right. I'm talking about Dave. All right. Uh, Dave is the, uh, the banking app that can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash. Yeah. Cause I want you to level with me right here. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we need it. We were a little tight on cash. I mean, hell I've lived in that situation. Currently. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Every time I just paid dude, I, I went and picked up some uh, medicine for my dog today. Boom, four hundred dollars. What the fuck? <laughs> I was expecting like fifty bucks. Just hit me. Yeah. Come oh, sure, sure. Here you um, go. Take all my money. 
That's why I'm like, man, I need to start pumping out these college basketball experience episodes to make up for that. Uh, <laughs> I should have done a solo Rod Strickland pod. Um, uh, anyway, uh, uh, look, I mean, maybe you could afford to put a few uh, gallons of gas in your tank, or you know, you got another save the date, and you're wondering how the hell am I going to pull this off? And that's where Dave can help. All right, uh, if, like if you're living paycheck to paycheck. You got, I'm telling you, this is this is for you. All right, you need something big. You want to take the the wife out. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Catch the, to re catch the spark. Isn't that a thing they say? <laughs> um, like that. Yeah. Uh, well, this is this is perfect for you because you know Dave is a banking app that that can help you get up to five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash, and there's no interest. There's no uh, there's no credit check needed. Um, there's no hangups. Essentially millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get their financial re- relief. Uh, so I'm telling you download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D a V E sign up for extra cash uh, account and you'll get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees do apply banking provided by evolve uh, and member of FDIC. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use uh, here at SGPN Studios, we use uh, IP Vanish VPN. It makes it truly easy to stay private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting uh, 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communication, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. It's 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 really that simple. Um, so go to ipvanish.com/sgp and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. Now I'll say this, buddy. We're back talking college basketball. You know me, I I get excited. I have my own spreadsheet charting. I try to follow all the 360 some teams and I got my own spreadsheet adding the games for the teams that announce the schedules and it's just just chaos as I'm trying to figure this thing out. But we're getting closer, which means more announcements, which I think is just fantastic and you know, I I how do you do you really tune into a lot of these uh whether it's the Gavit games or the or the uh, the ACC, you know, Big Ten challenge. Do you do you go out and, and is that? Of course. You know, okay, that's what I, that's what, what I assume. Question is that? I well, mean, I, ACC I Big Ten challenge every year. I keep a tally of like who's winning. You know, because being an ACC guy, uh, and the the Gavit games, you know, which pits uh, the Big Ten and the Big East. I mean, come on, those are two of the best conferences in basketball. So, uh, you, you know, I don't think we get as excited about the schedule months in advance like we do football. But it's just like a timing thing. That's why, because usually we we become you know obsessed with football right around now. Uh, but yeah, looking at some of the games on the schedule, man, in the in the non conference, it looks like it's going to be a, a wonderful college basketball season. We we can go through them, you know, one by one if you want. Yeah, well, I, I mean, let's start out with the Gavit games. They were announced, and uh, you know, I get excited for these things. Most people, I don't know. But uh, Villanova at Michigan State is going to be happening this year. What do you? I mean, obviously Kyle Neptune, new head coach, coming over from uh, Fordham, where he did great, but he was a longtime assistant for Jay Wright. So does that game lose a little bit of its appeal that it's not Jay Wright, Tom Izzo? 
Well, I don't think so. I mean, because I think people are curious to see Villanova without Jay Wright. Uh, yeah, it's two preseason top twenty-five teams: Villanova, Michigan State. I mean, they're year in year out wonderful basketball teams. So, no, I don't think just because Jay Wright's gone, it loses appeal. If anything, I think people are curious to see what Villanova is going to look like without him. So, I, I expect a great game. I'll be watching. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Indiana at Xavier. Sean Miller back at Xavier. Mike Woodson, year two, got him to the tournament the first year. That's probably a lot better than a couple of the other coaches they've had there. And and he was able to bring back Trace Jackson Davis, which was huge. He's one of the best players in the country. Indiana's top twenty preseason. Xavier, you know, didn't quite make the NCAAs a year ago. Maybe they should have. Maybe not. Uh, That's no, a fun what, game. No, whoa, 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 whoa! They should have because <laughs> they won. I called this shit. I said they were the one team that should have got in. You said no. And then they went and won the NIT. And every year, I think the winner of the NIT has proved their point that they should have been in. Yeah, usually that is the case because they're going to be better than some of those teams that weren't. But I think, if I remember correctly, Xavier really stumbled at the end. I mean, I think I don't. I don't have the information. Not in the NIT, brother. Not in the NIT. That happened after Selection (laughs) Sunday, so I think they went like you know like three and seven in their last ten or something. Don't quote me on that, but it wasn't good. So they had their opportunity. I don't feel too bad for them. Well, I think this game's awesome. I think this is especially at Xavier. That's a lot of fun. That'd be be a fun. That'd be a fun game to go to. I think this is the best game uh, on the list for me. Just knowing that you know uh, a lot. Sean Miller returns, and he's obviously had great success with the Musketeers before, but. Fremantle's back. Jack Nunge is back. Colby Jones is back. And then you add in uh Sule boom, the uh, Sule boom, the, uh, the UTEP transfer. Yeah. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. They still have Jerome Hunter also. So that is the one that jumped out to me when I first looked at this, I was like, Oh hell yeah. Now we do have Iowa at Seton hall. The fun game. Iowa without Keegan Murray. He was, you know, every, he did everything for that team a year ago. Uh, but Iowa. Consistently brings out good basketball teams, and I like what Seton Hall has coming in this year too. So it's kind of a different philosophy. You got Iowa, usually like kind of high scoring, kind of finesse. You got Seton Hall, the grinded out Big East team. Shaheen like Holloway, the, uh, year one, styles. yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, Marquette at Purdue, Shaka Smart. This could be a grinded out game here. I know, you know, Purdue. Uh, I, I I know. I think they're they're going to be pretty good again. I think this year, but um, yeah, Ivy's gone, Williams yeah. is gone, but they bring back uh, the the other big guy, uh, Edie. Yeah, Edie's ice cream. Um, and and I think they also. I mean, they lost Hunter to to uh, to Butler, but uh, Eric Hunter. But I still right. think they have some nice pieces, some good recruits. That should Come be on. F- you know, Matt Painter's going to bring. He's going to field a good squad every year. Yeah, yeah. That should be a fun uh, watch there, Marquette. Marquette did lose what Justin Lewis that that's going to hurt. Uh, yeah. Th- and I mean, I think, I think year one Shaka surpassed expectations, uh, but th- they're another team that were not playing their best basketball come March. And you saw them get whipped by UNC in the opening round of the NCAAs. I mean, Grant Hillick, UNC went all the way to the championship game, but uh, they kind of stumbled towards the finish line themselves. So it'll be interesting to see him in year two there. Still overachieved by, but for sure for year yeah, one, I was a little sure. I was a little disappointed with these these final four because I I thought they paired the wrong teams. Butler is at Penn State. I would have much rather seen Butler either at Georgetown or at St. John's. They dropped the ball there, in my opinion. Butler uh, at Georgetown or Butler at St. John's? Well, that doesn't make sense. It's not. When you, oh that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Butler then at Minnesota. Yeah, what am I talking okay. about? Um, and then Georgetown. I just felt like Butler at Penn State's kind of a sleeper, and I I like watching Butler basketball, and I'm very excited about Thad Mata being there. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about with the the, the Big East <laughs> thing, but it happens. Well, look, I mean, those some of those two teams we just mentioned, Butler and Georgetown. When we did our early transfer portal pod, uh, there were two of the teams we highlighted that that might have had you know the, some of the most impressive uh, portal gets, if you will. Uh, so yeah, both those teams could be better this year. Obviously, uh, Pat Hewing needs uh, his job is on the line. So, like, yeah, I, I would I would say go ahead and beat Northwestern, Pat. Yeah, like matchup Butler at Minnesota that would be fun. Then you do like DePaul against Northwestern battle of the area. That, that makes sense. And then you do, unfortunately, Nebraska, Georgetown. I don't know what to tell you there, <laughs> but uh, okay. But let's hop into uh, the next one because I, I think uh, we, we prefer the, the ACC big 10 challenge as opposed to the Gavit games. Yeah, um, and this is going to be fun here in North Carolina at Indiana. So Indiana going on the road to take on uh, Xavier, but also they host the Tar Heels. Oh man, this is a great game. Baycott versus Jackson yeah. Davis yeah, down is, low. Uh, sign me up for that, definitely, especially at Indiana. Uh, so overall, I mean, I, I was looking at some of the preseason top twenty fives. Most of them only have UNC and Duke, the only ACC teams in those uh, preseason top twenty fives, which is kind of surprising. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the UNC Indiana that that's your headliner. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. Ohio State at Duke. Ohio two, State two top five recruiting classes on display, and uh, Ohio State got a couple uh, big transfers like Sean McNeil from West Virginia and uh, like uh, Keeley from uh, Oklahoma State. But at Duke, I give my Blue Devils the edge. Yeah, uh, I, Virginia at Michigan. This one caught my attention. It's interesting. I find this one fun. I, Virginia, you remember we thought we were losing Kihei Clark, but he comes back. They go up to Ann Arbor. This place will be fucking rocking for this one. Big, big Dickinson energy is back. Big another Dickinson one of the, energy. One, another one that's the surprising big men to return to college basketball, which should make this year so you know compelling. So yeah, that's, that's a big game. Uh, you know, UVA since winning the Natty, have they taken a step back? They haven't got past the first round since winning the national tournament. Now, one of those years was COVID. Yeah. And then they lost to Ohio in the first round, if and you, then they they only made the NIT last year. But they added Ben Vanderplas, who beat them in the first round from the That's from the right. Ohio Bobcats two years ago, and I think he is going to be a difference maker for for the Cavs. And Jaden Gardner's back, the the ECU transfer. That bastard. Well, Tony Bennett is a guy who likes to build up players within his program, and and UVA's been hit by players transferring out recently. I know he can't be happy by that. Yeah, I wonder if they're if they're slipping a little bit. Does he retire probably, next? Is he the next Jay Ray? You know what? He's like, fuck I mean, it, I'm out of here. I mean, he's a young, he's much younger, but uh, he might not like the new college basketball landscape. I don't know. All right, well then you got Michigan State at Notre Dame. Could this be a future Big Ten matchup? This game doesn't. I mean, it's a good game, but it's not like a super. I'm not circling this yeah. one. Uh, Georgia Tech at Iowa. Eh. Uh, Minnesota at Virginia Tech. That's interesting. Uh, I, I it'll be interesting to see. Kiva Luma's gone now, so how will the Hokies uh, fare without him? 
a wake forest at Wisconsin. That actually seems decent to me. I feel like that's, that's one that I, I kind of want to watch. I talk um, about really good first years, wake forest last year, uh, coming out of nowhere to you know play some really good basketball. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does in year two. Also Rutgers at Miami, both these teams made the NCAA tournament a season ago. Miami actually went to the elite eight. Yeah. Um, uh, that one could be appealing, but no Ron Harper jr. Anymore in Piscataway. Uh, Penn State at Clemson. That's great a sno- football game. That's a snoozer. This one's great. <laughs> Syracuse at Illinois. That's fun. I've That's always fun. enjoyed that. I, I think that should happen more often. Purdue at Florida State. The rock fight, man. Defense that is struggle. A lot of height uh, going on in these games. For sure. Boston College at Nebraska. I know you have circled. Pitt at Northwestern. Uh, the X Dukies. Yes. Cable versus Collins. I feel like they played a couple years. Ago. I feel like they played. Who's going to be year. fired first? Yeah. <laughs> I think they played a couple years ago, but this one's actually pretty good here. Maryland at Louisville, especially both with two new coaches. That's that's interesting, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see that one. Um, all right, well now we got to get to the transfer portal because there has been since we last recorded there has been some big names out there that have uh, that have gone, and I mean I think we got to highlight. There's two that are just gigantic. Maybe, maybe more, I guess you can make the case, but Imani Bates, this was the number one recruit in the nation uh, a season ago. Yeah. You know, and he didn't even play. I mean, look, he struggled a little bit, but I'm saying like, I still saw what I saw of why he was recruited that high. I was like, Oh, still dripping with potential. Yeah. And he, he lands at Eastern Michigan. East and what is that? Yes, Yipsalanti. How do I pronounce that? Yip, Yipsalanti, <laughs> and uh, he, he is actually from Yipsalanti. Uh, I would say the, the gypsies from Yipsy or something. Is that the, the <laughs> saying up there? Uh, so well, I, my wife's Michigan, so I, I I know a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, he's going back home. But yeah, it's a shocker that he went to a Mac school. Definitely. Well, and 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 Stan Heath, Stan Heath. This is a guy that used to be at. Uh, Auburn at, at uh, yeah. Well, f- also South. Fl- no, he was at South Florida. I think the Rod Strickland years, uh, he mm. was, the, he was an assist. Uh, Rod Strickland was an assistant to Stan Heath. He just came back to Eastern Michigan last year. We saw them take a great step forward. Cause a couple of years ago they were fucking trash. Yeah. Um, so it, isn't interesting. This, though, isn't this Charlie batch and, and his, his conglomerate trying to get players up there? Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a headline saying they got him the money, but I know Charlie Batch was trying to get uh, what, offering what quarterback, him quarterback. What quarterback? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams yeah. offered him a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is <laughs> hey, Imani, ba- dude. I like it. This is what I mean. Where I mean, nil could have something that paid off. Uh, you know, like. But look, I mean, he obviously he kind of uh, he averaged ten points a, a game, but overall he's gonna destroy the Mac, dude. Yes, but overall it was a disappointing freshman season, especially for the number one recruit. And you can tell he fell out of favor. He only played three minutes in the opening round win over Boise in the NCAs. Only twelve minutes in the round two loss to the Zags. So I'm not surprised he transferred. We are surprised he transferred. To the Eagles of Eastern Michigan, that's for sure. And and look, we love Maction basketball. I thought the Mac last year was a fucking great, fun conference to watch. And I know, like Ali Ali, he leaves Akron to go to uh, to Butler, but I still think 
and Vanderplas gone from Ohio, but I st- and Mark Sears gone from Ohio. I still think this this conference is going to be fun night in night out to watch. And I all of a sudden Eastern Michigan is must watch TV for me here at yeah. at, at the studio. Um, that was uh, one of the big ones. The other big one I think is uh, son of Larry Nance, uh, Pete Nance. Goes to North Carolina. The rich get richer from Northwestern. Oh, man. To, that's on, a Pete. huge get. That is a huge get. No, so UNC needed to replace Brady Manick, and Pete Nance should be able to slide right in there. He led Northwestern in scoring last year, uh, 14.6 points per game, and he shot 45% from three. That's what made the UNC offense so dangerous last year was that. Manic and Baycott were perfect complements because Manic could go on the outside, not clog the paint. It seems like Pete Nance will be able to do the same thing. Uh, very, very important get for UNC. Uh, obviously, this has them as a top five team in the country if they weren't already. Yeah, I mean that dude that that might have them as the number one team. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I seeing that get, I was like, geez, they're gonna be so nasty. Um, other big transfers. I mean, obviously maybe Frank Haith having uh, an impact already. I don't know. Or, or Penny just, you know, they lose a money Bates, but they, they got Emmanuel Acott from Boise state who they played in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That was a gigantic get for them. Cause this guy is a, he's a force. Yeah. If you, if you yeah, watch he had a, he had a good year, yeah. and, but the funny thing is that he had a bad game against Memphis. He only shot three of 12, only one of six fr- from three. I, so like in the handshake line, did Penny come up to him and say, Hey man, Boise's yeah. not, Boise's yeah. not using you. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, nice get. Well, they know, got uh, him and they added Keontae Kennedy, who was really good at UTEP with the miners there in El Paso. Yeah. So Memphis active in the, in the transfer portal, even in the to late summer. Now um, nice thing about the Kennedy get was that he has a couple years left of eligibility and uh, you've just seen him progressively, you know, get more minutes. Uh, average more points, you know, shoot better from the field, from three, everything else. So you'll you like to see his uh, steady progression. And then I thought the University of Arizona, first off, five-star point guard Kylan Boswell this week reclassified and will play this year for the Wildcats. Big get for Tommy Lloyd there, but also some smart plays. I thought. Uh, I know you're in North Carolina, so the Campbell Camels uh, probably come on your TV more often than most. Uh, and very often and Cedric (laughs) Henderson jr. Who's his father played for the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Memphis uh, Tigers. Uh, He transferred. He was like one of Campbell's top players. uh, If not their top, Uh, he's going their leading scorer. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to the Arizona wildcats and then Arizona landed Courtney Ramey, which I know Duke was in consideration to get. So Arizona gets a five-star to reclassify to join this year. They get Courtney Ramey and then they add uh, Cedric Henderson Jr. Watch out for the Wildcats. Tommy Lloyd reloading. What do you make of what what's going on there in Tucson in the desert? Yeah, he's bringing a lot of talent in, and you know, it looks like it'll be a, an all new backcourt. Uh, you know, even though Campbell is close to me, I, I'm not that familiar with the basketball team. Uh, but if you look at Cedric Henderson, yeah, he was their leading scorer, and you know, at six foot six, I mean, he has the size to play guard in the Pac-12 or 10 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then uh, Courtney Ramey. I mean, he's just been a productive guy for four years at Texas. So he's a fifth year senior. He's been around the block a few times. He's going to bring some valuable experience to, to, you know, to pair him with a, a freshman 
and a guy jumping up, you know, from Campbell to, you know, much higher competition. So uh, yeah, it looks like some, some pretty impressive gets. Yeah. And you're a Duke guy and, and shout out to uh coach K. I saw him at the slot machines, just fucking throwing money <laughs> in the slot machines. That's what you're supposed to do when you're retired. Exactly. Right? So, it, it, I saw, I saw pictures on Twitter too. I'm like, is this newsworthy? <laughs> no, it's, I think it's fun. Retired guy plays the slots. Like, yeah, yeah. more power to him. <laughs> I like it though. I think it's fun to show. Cause it's like, we saw what I think Roy Williams was in like a game of blackjack. Like someone, <laughs> someone shared a, that. I, I thought it was fantastic. I, the only thing I, was I missing, could see like yeah. coach K like playing the, like the penny slots, even, even though the man's like a <laughs> multimillionaire, he's probably playing the uh, penny slots. Well, when we had Jay Billis on, he was saying he's going to get into gardening. And Jay Billis was saying he's keeps saying this shit. He goes, I don't see, I don't see Coach K gardening. So look, like maybe you'll it, win that many games <laughs> without being one of the most competitive motherfuckers there is. Yeah. <laughs> so right. that and he's taking his competitiveness to to the slot machines. There all right, and more power to him. All right, he's just missing a a margarita or something. That's all he's missing. Maybe it was it. Maybe it was on the table next to it. I don't know. But uh, your Duke Blue Devils. First off, you know, obviously. Transfer portal, you thought maybe Courtney Ramey. I know Tyrese Proctor, the five star point guard, reclassifying to join this year, much like with Arizona. Uh, you're diving into the youth, but also Jacob Grandison from Illinois transfers in. I thought that was a huge get for the Blue Devils. Definitely. I mean, I, yeah, Duke was in limbo waiting for the Trevor Keels decision. He decided. Uh, to go pro and and that opened the door that op- left open a, a big vacuum at the uh, shooting guard spot. So there was talk about AJ Green from Northern Iowa. He ended up staying pro too. Ramey decided on Arizona and uh, yes, yeah, but I mean this far late in the transfer portal process, I think it was a very good get. And look, Duke is going to be very young this coming season. So to bring in a guy with his experience, he's a fifth year senior as well. He shot 41% from deep last year, 25 minutes a game for the Illini. Uh, he'll, he'll bring some valuable experience to a very young team too. There we go. And I uh, just want to key in on a couple other big ones. Uh, Tyrell Roberts, who was a baller for Washington state, Washington state, Kyle Smith, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> news of Washington state might end up, uh, who knows where they end up, but uh, you know, Pullman, I'm sure feeling the effects of the uh, USC UCLA departure, probably more than most uh, universities in America. Right. Tyrell Roberts, one of their best players, he's off to San Francisco to play for the Dons. Um, that's going to hurt, but they were active uh, getting Justin Powell from Tennessee. I thought that was a great get that kind of went under, under the radar there. Powell was a big time recruit for the Vols. So maybe, maybe, maybe in Pullman, they can, they can just adapt and overcome And San Francisco. I would see get landing uh, Terrell Roberts. I think will help hey, them a usually lot. Usually you don't see, you know, productive guys at the power conference level transfer to a smaller school, but Roberts started. Yeah. He played 30 minutes a game and was Wazoo's second leading scorer last year. So surprised to see him go down in levels. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a couple other ones, uh, Desi Sills. Uh, this guy was at Arkansas just two years ago. He went, he transferred to Arkansas state last year. It might be a, it might be a, we did the Arkansas football preview and I guess it's illegal for Arkansas state in Arkansas to play in football, which is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but Desi Sills saying, uh, no, they actually have like in their I, constitution. I know, I know yeah. about. Uh, so uh uh, or not constant in their state laws. They can't play, but uh, yeah, Desi Sills leaves Arkansas state to, to go to Kansas state. That should be interesting. Get right there. And then also Kerwin Walton leaves North Carolina for Texas tech. Um, 
What do you mean? Walden can be a player. Like, you know, I watched him as a freshman at UNC, and the dude is just a straight up shooter, man. He's got a dangerous shot from deep. Uh, as a freshman, he shot, he scored 18 points and 12 points on Duke in the two games. You know, he shot a combined eight of 11 for three in those two games against Duke. So I was, you know, concerned about Walton being a problem for several years to come when I saw him as a, as a freshman, uh, he hit a sophomore slump big time, kind of like Justin Powell. You mentioned also another guy who hit a uh, sophomore slump. So uh, Walton saw his minutes per game drop, his shooting percentage drop big time change of scenery, probably a good thing, but if he can uh, play like he did as a freshman, that's a nice get for the red Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark Adams, I did not see this coming. Like I, I, this is, I will, I was way off on, on how successful he would be. And then also how, how active they would be. I know they lost some in the portal, but they've also landed some big time names every year. It seems like for the last couple of years, they've been bringing in in big names. Yeah. So, uh, uh, before we get out of here, I want to touch base on one more thing. November 11th, Gonzaga and Michigan state have agreed to play on a fucking aircraft carrier. <laughs> I saw Eric Devendorf, uh, former, uh, Syracuse Orangeman, uh, I guess legend. You could say, uh, he, uh, he said basketball should never be played on an aircraft. Nick, what is your stance on, uh, well, on basketball before? Yeah. Did- and I, th- I think it was Michigan State against somebody that it was, I mean you have to go back like ten years ago or so, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Do you know so. what the game was? It was Michigan State versus somebody. Maybe it, it was against Syracuse. It could have been, maybe, maybe. I, I'd have to, I'd have to, I don't I'd, recall, but look, I mean, it does seem a bit gimmicky, doesn't it? <laughs> Fuck it, it's one <laughs> game for the for the exactly for the, for the soldiers right. for the yeah, you know. It, I mean, I guess gimmicky, they could have done it. The hell, I guess they could have done it like actually on the base. Yeah, you, you know what I to mean. Be, you know, at sea. <laughs> I just want to see a, a like a. If you're gonna do it at sea, go all the way and have it so like if you die for a loose ball, like, you fall off the fucking thing. I say, like, I want like open air, like on the deck. You know, <laughs> uh, November 11th. I'll be tuning into that, folks. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience because uh, we talk college basketball year round in the season is getting closer and closer. So now we'll be doing weekly shows talking college hoops. You know we cannot wait. We're crossing off the days uh, as the season inches closer and closer. So we will have you covered. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Uh, we're also on YouTube. If you've been watching this one on YouTube, uh, tell your friends. All right, subscribe. College Basketball Experience. Come on now. Uh, we're also on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. If you give us a five star review on iTunes, take a screenshot. Find us on on Twitter there, uh, or on my personal account at the Colby D, and we'll send you a college basketball experience. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll get a shirt just like that logo right there. Um, Beautiful. Yes. Give NC Nick a follow on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give Patty C a follow. He's not here. He's vacationing in. Uh, I don't. Know, I mean, in, in, he he's like reco- uh, like in Riverside. I feel like vacationing. Um, that that it, doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to UC Riverside though. They landed that that mullet. Uh, oh man, what's the guy's name from Loyola Marymount? He's gonna he's gonna be. Watch out, watch out. All right, UC Riverside might be. We'll be talking more about UC Riverside in the coming weeks. I'm drawing a blank on the on the guy's name, but um, uh, Patty C is on Twitter. Patty C831. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is on Twitter at the SGP Network. Check uh, or get follow all of them, and then get the SGPN app, and you'll get access to all of our podcasts. 
I mean, there's a lot of great podcasts going on. Obviously we host the college football experience. We're breaking down all 131 teams in college football. Also going to give you an FCS preview. Check out all of that. The college baseball experience, which I do with Noah Beanick. I mean, so many other ones. MLB is thriving right now. MLB gambling podcast, sports gambling podcast, already doing NFL futures, fantasy football gambling podcast, already talking fantasy football. We got you covered. The CFL gambling podcast, golf gambling. Check it out. Check it out. The golf gambling podcast. Uh, those guys doing great work. Ch- just, just sit back and, and enjoy. Get that SGPN app. You'll get access to all of that. Check out the Slack channel for college, for sports gambling podcast too. We're always talking college basketball there. I sound like a used car salesman just saying check out all this shit. But anyway, all right, folks, this is the college basketball experience. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. <laughs> <laughs>